Fiona. Lovely to have okay. you both join me today. Um, so I'm joined today by Tyler Selhorn, Customer Service Director at Hubstaff, and Fiona McAvoy, who is a free, uh, researcher, blogger, tech ethics, AI researcher, founder of you the data what else do you do All Fiona? Of have, yeah <laughs> so people uh, you uh, people who came to the uh, simply summit if you attended the simply summit in november 2020 you would have been treated to quite a dynamic and hot conversation between the three of us around the topic of tech ethics and ai now we had some incredible feedback from that session we had comments on social people saying i'm hiding behind my sofa right now I can't watch this and people saying no this isn't a real thing and actually the point that we wanted to make that is and what we've, we've tried to do with the summit or you know as a as a as an aim is to make people realize that stuff like this does matter tech ethics employee surveillance it's happening it's real and it's it's being talked about so burying our heads in the sand is is no good having an open and honest conversation about what this means is what matters right now so we want so we didn't have 20 we didn't have enough time did we really at the simply summit and i had to rudely cut you off um but we wanted to get back together today and say, right, let, let's pick up on this topic of conversation. Let's delve into some of these issues a little bit more and uh, see where the conversation takes us, really, I think. So if you just want to introduce yourself, for those, of you, those who didn't come to the summit, uh, Tyler, just introduce yourself. Where, what, a bit about you. Sure. Um, my name is Tyler Selhorn, the Director of Customer Experience at Hubstaff. Uh, we are a time tracking project management and proof of work solution that helps you bring uh, your projects uh, and manage your teams profitably. Thank you, Tyler. Good to see you again. Thanks for joining us. And Fiona. Yeah, I am Fiona McAvoy. I um, predominantly I run you the data, but I, I'm really a researcher and a writer looking at the intersection of new and emerging technologies and some of which are AI driven, some of which aren't uh, and society and how one impacts the other and what the relationship there is. Thank you, guys. And I'm Lisa Pantelli. I head up content and community at Simply Communicate. And I'm glad that you're joining us for this conversation today. So picking up on where we left off at the Simply Summit, let's talk a bit about tech ethics and why it matters. Now, I know we had a lovely presentation prepared to go through, but the conversation somewhat digressed on the day. Uh, Fiona, as the independent expert on, the, on all of this stuff, tell us a bit about tech ethics and, and why it matters and why it needs to be on our radar. Yeah, sure. And I just want to caveat and say uh, there are builders above my head. Hopefully it's not too noisy, but but tech ethics is a really broad church and, and it really is uh, a way of evaluating uh, technologies, especially, especially those that we see coming out from sort of Silicon Valley and equivalents and understanding how they can create harms, how they can create benefits. I mean, people have been doing ethics for millennia and there are lots of frameworks of thinking about how we evaluate things. You know, is it the greatest good for the greatest number or do we have to think about individual human dignity or do we need to think about virtue and whether we are reciprocal in our relationship with uh, the builders of technology and those who are users and making sure we are mutually respectful. Um, it's probably all of the above and there are lots of lenses to evaluate new technologies through uh, and I think and I think a lot of people are agreeing more and more 
that it's important that we do kind of take a step back and have conversations like this and give oxygen to um, uh, conversations that, that seek to kind of kick the tires on the technologies we're embracing uh, in our lives, in our leisure time and in our workplace. Thank you, Tyler. Now I have to hats off to you because I think it's um, given what Hubstaff does, you know, I, we really appreciate the fact that you're openly coming and talking about this stuff. But as Fiona says, it's a conversation we need to ha we need to have happen. So tell us a bit about Hubstaff's approach to uh, time tracking and the tools that you use to, to see what people are doing. Right. So uh, Hubstaff really is built to provide data that, that allows teams to work remotely in a way that ensures that, that there is a shared responsibility for the work that's been done. So, you know, in Hubstaff, we're trying to build our product with three things in mind. That there is transparency of what data is being tracked. You know, you know Fiona brings up, you know, her, her, her website, You the Data. Right, that that is a thing that we are intentionally building into the product. That you, what 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 is you the data in Hubstaff? That's very clear of what what exists about you inside of the Hubstaff system. And then secondly, we want to provide control over when that data is being gathered. Right, so we're not just telling you what data is being gathered. We're also letting putting you in charge of when that's occurring. Right, and then finally, the data that is gathered, we want you to have shared access to that data with with your employer. So, you know, obviously Hubstaff, you know, we our very best customers are ones that, you know, you know are billing their time, uh, you know, so agencies, um, virtual assistants, marketing agencies, lawyers, accountants, uh, the types of people that would want to be billing a client, right? Or or that maybe they're an individual freelancer or group of freelancers that 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 bill their time outside of their organization. Um, and then there's also some organizations that are scaling their supervision using Hubstaff. And so that that's really where the the tech ethics angle kind of comes in for us, mm -hmm. right? Well, we're saying, okay, um, we don't want you to just say to your employer, okay, I'm gonna work from my home and like cross my fingers that like you're gonna pay me for the work that I've done. We, we had an issue today where where there was a, a a request that came in from an end user who'd not been paid, right? And their data, was being used to 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 lodge a complaint, right? Mm. Th those are the types of things that Hubstaff provides for the end user, in addition to the employer when we're talking about proof of work. So I pick up on something there because you mentioned the word control in terms of that's one you, you want people to have control over the data that they've got access to, but control can also work to have it to a negative effect, right? So, Fiona. What's your thoughts on this point around control? It's great for an end user to have control, but what about the employer getting hold of that data and where can it go wrong? Yeah, and, and to be honest, I'm I'm just worried about this idea of, you know, putting people in control of their own data and thinking that kind of checks the box in terms of uh, transparency and, and in terms of ethics, just because you know, I worked in a large organisation and I was a kind of blue collar worker or whatever, or administrative, administrative worker. And I was told, um, well, we're, we're reviewing these different parts of your work product and we're surveilling you throughout the day, but you can turn it off. I would be worried about turning it off because I'd worry about what you would think. You know, if, if I was to start to withdraw from the data that I was allowing the system to see and allowing my employers to see, I would ultimately 
worry that that would reflect upon me. And it would seem as though I was being evasive by using those mechanisms that are supposedly there to to um, protect me and protect my privacy and, and my autonomy. Uh, and I think, yeah, the second thing is um, you know, being able to see something as one thing, but that doesn't that doesn't gift with it power. You know, if I can see everything my employee holds, my employer holds about me, doesn't mean that I can do anything to change it or I can defend myself in certain scenarios. Or uh, And there is a, a worry about what's there and what's being used and how is it ultimately used to reflect upon me. And, and I, take, I do take Tyler's point about freelancers being able to prove that they've done the work that they're being paid for. I mean, I would argue that firstly, that there are ways and means that, I mean, I've done freelance work for many years and there are ways and means of proving that without having a system that monitors me. And I also worry that that is, um, it, it, you know, it's a small pocket of people that potentially could be uh, subject to this technology. And so there might be a, a couple of cases where there are real benefits to having a system like Hubstaff or, or, or equivalent systems. I know you guys aren't the, 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 only, the only kid in town, but um, I worry that, that that doesn't that doesn't give justification to something that once we've embedded it throughout networks, throughout organisations, throughout industries, it's going to be really difficult to roll back. And just qualifying it on a couple of anecdotes about freelancers feels a little thin to me. Right. Tyler, well, um, I, I'm not. Maybe maybe I'm when when we describe you know our business as as anecdotes of a few freelancers. I'm, I think that's maybe a little bit small. Um, and, and also that like, you know, we, we've, we've talked away from this call about the fact that, you know, Hubstaff is willing to put our name on, on this and we're willing to be, you know, in this space, having a, t a conversation about technology ethics, because we do want to have a product that is resilient to the, to the scrutiny of, of of a Fiona McAvoy who who has a a perspective on the types of technologies that that we're deploying. Um, in the end, I think one of the things that is really important to to consider when we're saying, okay, who's in control and who has the power, right? And and that's that's the question that's being asked, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's really important for. You know, when you're making a decision about okay, what types of technologies am I going to choose to use broadly, even when it's not uh, something that is an employee monitoring product, right? When I'm choosing which uh, uh, business chat client I'm going to use, right? When I'm choosing, you know, what kind of uh, meeting uh, um, synchronization tool am I going to use, right? I, I think one of the things that we're finding out in this remote moment is just how much of a, a forcing function working in the cloud and working on the internet is for intentionality, right? We have to do this on purpose, right? If, if we're doing it in a, in a, in a um, pell-mell kind of, kind of uh, you know, well, we just need something because, and so grab something off the shelf and implement it without doing the scrutiny that you're suggesting we ought to do, we're going to end up having uh, a situation where where power isn't shared, right? Even inside of our organization, right? I, I, you know, Hubstaff runs on Hubstaff. So how am I going to choose to use our our product with our team, right? I, I I need to be considered about that. I need to be smart about okay, what what does this data mean, right? And and is it going to be a reciprocal thing? Is 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 my data going to be visible, 
right? Yes, it is. I'm, I'm going to choose to have this be a, a reciprocal type of relationship. So I, I think one of the things that is really, really important inside of, of the 21st century kind of, kind of transformation to what is the future of work? What is the future of living now that we're going to be doing so much more of our working from welcome to my home office, right? Um, is, is that we need to be very intentional and considered about what are the impacts of the, the technologies we're choosing? Why are you choosing Hubstaff versus another or, or Hubstaff or not, right? I mean, that, 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 those are all things that, that I think we're starting to catch on to that we need to be very smart about which, which things we're using to do our work. And this isn't a an unknown issue. You know, again, the three of us have talked about this quite a lot. It feels like, you know, for us as communicators, it feels like a really alien concept, but we're seeing it becoming more prevalent. So there's a really interesting study from um, top 10 VPN has found that the deployment of employee surveillance technologies since the start of COVID is up by 51%, 51%, which is significant but then you've got people saying so one of the commentators at the simply summit said not a question but i just want to state that if my workplace started tracking me in such an invasive way i would instantly start looking for a new job i get the sentiment on a personal level but the fact is is that technology is there you just need to look at microsoft's productivity score tool which they've backtracked on in the last few weeks but there's still means and methods of, of, of tracking. So are we being naive to think that this- I, I wanna drill down on, on, the, on, the, on. Microsoft, on the Microsoft score um, in, 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 and, and try to draw a bit of a, a, a contrast with, the, with Hubstaff, right? Uh, the Microsoft productivity score was intended to be something that was in the background, right? And something that your employer could see, but not you, right? And 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 that that there was no idea about like what what was there. So flip that around, right? You know, Hubstaff has a has a productivity score, right? Um, you know, it's really just taking a true or false value on whether or not you're moving your mouse and, and using your keyboard. Okay, I mean, that's a very crude, like 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 not very you know, you know, it's not saying just like Fiona's drawing out like, hey. That, that's that's not that great of a you know like I get evaluated as a freelancer and we don't use things like that to determine whether we're doing a good job or not. I agree. Hubstaff doesn't necessarily tell you is this person doing good work or not, right? You have to know based upon their end product, their output that that's going to be the thing that whether they're doing a good job or not. But the thing that Hubstaff does is it provides a backstop to say, okay, what is the floor of of that, right? What is what is the what is the basement level of of productivity that you can expect from from this set of people, right? And and you can say, okay, yeah, th- th- here we go. We, we've got a we've got and and but then you know when we're drawing the distinction between uh, the 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 Microsoft Microsoft productivity score is that it isn't just something that the employer has. It's it's someone that like I can look at my own statistics and say, okay, how have I been doing this week, this month? You know, uh, I've I've been working on this, not that. You know, what what does that look like? I'm interested to know, Tyler, from an employer perspective, what is the problem that Hubstaff is solving? So Hubstaff is making sure that, you know, so often when there is an organization that um, might start uh, employing someone uh, on Upwork, right? Uh, and they're they're seeing the opportunity to, to say, okay, I'd like to employ freelancers in a, in a, um, a scale up, scale down sort of way. That's really what Upwork is trying to provide. Well, Hubstaff is saying, okay, 
Well, what, what if you are, are interested in, in having a long-term relationship with, with, a, with a freelancer or with, with somebody, you know, cross-border wise? Well, okay, how can you get, enable that in a way that, you know, you're never going to have a, a you're going to scale the supervision of that group of people Okay, you can do that with Hubstaff instead of with 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 Upwork because Upwork is looking to take a, a a haircut on every transaction that you have with those people. So you know Hubstaff is really trying to give you the opportunity to to bring projects to completion profitably in the same way that Upwork does, but even 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 at a higher level because we're not trying to insert ourselves on the transaction side. But there's still so is it predominantly freelancers is my first question and second question because it sounds like it is and se the second question really is like until now there's a way that we have proven our productivity and that is with a product you know we've provided a service or we've delivered mm -hmm. something and, and that has been you know reasonably foolproof throughout the course of human history or uh, you know that I'm aware of and, and now it seems like then we're creating a problem, which is that somehow there is the there is a trust issue here that we can make up for with surveillance. And you know, the product is the product, and if the product isn't delivered, then there are issues between that employer and that employee anyway. And I just don't. I'm really struggling to understand where blanket surveillance is the response to occasional issues with an employer freelance relationship that's what I'm struggling with and I'm worried that I don't have an issue with Hubstaff I have an issue with the category sure. and I worry that if we're giving permission for this kind of system to be rolled out and I don't think you know are we just talking about freelancers it may start there but it's inevitably going to grow to businesses using it on their own direct employees and, and I just worry what it gives permission to everything creeps right when we all joined Facebook we didn't realize where it was going to go and, and I think that the same is true of lots of technologies they develop and they grow and they take up more space in the world and I worry if this develops and grows because it's already pretty invasive that we aren't currently in the process of giving permission to something which is really pretty fundamental to anyone who wishes to be employed in the future. Well, I, and just to just to reply there, I think one of the things that 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 you know is a difference between your perspective and ours is that, you know, I think you've got a, a an idea where it's it's kind of an either or, right? I, either either we start doing this and then here comes the rest of 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 the progression, right? Or we don't do it at all. And for us, we're saying we're taking taking more of a both and approach, where we're saying, okay, if this is going to be a thing, what follows? Okay, well, we're going to say. There's going to be transparency of what the data is being gathered. There's going to be control over when that data is being gathered. And, you know, there's going to be shared access of that data on the other side once it's been gathered. Right? That's that's really what, what we're trying to say. And and I, I think it's it's one of those things where the the the, the perspective of, you know, OK, what does this look like in an end state? Right. And, and we're saying, OK, well. Yes, it, there is a trust continuum, right? And we're saying, okay, how can we allow for even more people to work in an environment where they get the opportunity, like, like myself, I get to fit my work around my life, right? It, it, be, because I work for a fully remote, you know, fully flexible work schedule, right? I mean, we're talking to Lisa right now in, in her late evening, right? She, she's, she's, she's been working in odd hours type of person forever. Well, we'd like to enable that to happen for more people that, that like maybe have been stuck in a nine to five. We want to kill the commute, kill the office, right? There's those, those office insights, right? That, that people are used to having because 
yeah, there's there's that there's that coat hook accountability of things. Well, okay, where how do that, you replace that? That does beg the question though. If if you can work how you want to work and you know you're productive, like you say, it's nine o'clock, one and a half past nine in the evening here for me now. I know that I work best like this, but I also know I'm producing something here. We're having mm -hmm. this conversation. Mm -hmm. Do I need to have a, a time tracker tool to prove that I'm doing that? Or is the output of my work enough? Well, that's the, so, that's that's for your manager to decide. I think is what we're, what, what I, we're trying to say is that that like, OK, um, do do they do they need that? We're providing a product that, that for those that answer yes. So my question here is that we've spent so long, so my background is an employee engagement specialist, that's what I, I do, um, but we've spent so long, so many years trying to encourage and instill a sense of trust between employers, employees and train managers and how to build teams that can work in different ways to get the best out of them. Are we in danger of of this being a bit of a slippery slope and us reverting back into old practices because we've had such upheaval over 2020? You know, we're not going back into the office, are we? I mean, for the most part. So are we in danger of going backwards? And well, if I, we are, I think we I think we always are. I mean, I mean, I, like, I mean, there's, there is that, that, I mean, hub staff or not, we're, we're in danger of, of people exerting power over people instead of, you know, sharing power with and, and sharing power to and power within teams. Like th those employee engagement strategies are, are, you know, can, can go alongside hub staff, right? You know, th that's, that's the way we're trying to build it, right? Um, I, I don't, I can't speak for other products, but like that, that's, that's the way, you know, we work in customer success. Like that's the way we coach, uh, people that are, that are, that are, you know, using hub staff. Like, yes, we, we, you, you want to trust your, your employees. You want to give them the opportunity to be paid an hourly wage, right. And that there be proof of work attached to that, right. That, that there, that there is verification. I mean, I mean we, we ended the, the, the conversation last time with me saying trust and verify. And I think that's what I'm trying to say when I say both and instead of either or, right. I, I think, you know, so the question is what is going to happen when we say, yeah, we're not coming back to the office. What, what's, what, what's, what's there. Okay. You know, Fiona's saying, well, here's my work right? Evaluate it, right? And and for those people that that are may, maybe unmoored by the fact that there is no more office, right? You're asking the question, what, what is what is Hubstaff's product? We're answering that for the people that are unmoored when when, when there is no office anymore. And, and maybe we need to, you know, people need to like figure it out that, hey, maybe you need to moor yourself to something more solid, right? And, and but, but Hubstaff can be a, a stopgap for that. But presumably a lot of people are subject to the technology that don't choose the technology, right? That it's something that's rolled out and applied to them. And I, I understand you're saying, oh, you know, you can, you, we can kind of do the dials and stuff. But the fact is, you know, they are on the wrong side of what is an extreme information imbalance about what is being applied to them and what is being understood about them in the same way we are in many different realms you know anything about google and i mentioned facebook already like that the, we're all kind of subjects all kind of lab rats in these technological experiments and you know what worries me is this idea that it's you know i think you said earlier if it's going to happen let's let it happen in this kind of controlled way where we you know we, we encourage transparency and, and it's not that i disagree with that i just disagree with the premise that it is absolutely going to happen look 
you know, we're already seeing uh, technologies like facial recognition, the massive uproar that has, you know, the backlash against those technologies. And they've been banned and they've been banned in the city where I'm sat now. And because people have turned around and realized that we're in an inflection point where we can decide whether or not these things are absolutely necessary and whether they are um, a benefit add to the way that we live and work as human beings in the world. And I'm just concerned that Firstly, we shouldn't just accept that this is inevitable and it's going to happen. And so let's just do it in a controlled way. And I know I know that's going to kind of fly in the face of your opinion, Tyler, and I get that. But also I am slightly concerned, just kind of more to your, your last point, that um, there's this this idea, this superficial idea that, that those employees have control and it's giving them something rather than taking something away. And I, I just think that's wrong. I, I think it's taking something away and that's the ability to be flexible without having to be accountable for every moment of their, their time. I, I think for me, I'm just I'm just speaking to my own experience as a Hubstaff user as well, right? Um, I, I I don't work a 16-hour shift, right? I, I work a you know you know eight eight and a half nine-hour day, but I do it over 16 hours, right? I, I, I mean, it, it's one of those things where it's like okay, um, that Hubstaff enables that for me. I, I'm I'm grateful to Hubstaff for that as as an end user. Right, you, you, you know that that when I, you know, when my week is done, right, I'm submitting my timesheet with that proof of work attached, saying, "Yeah, pay me for the things that you asked me to do," right, and 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 being confident in the fact that I, not only did I do a good job, but that that like there is proof of work attached to that. I, that's not to say that that you know there isn't validity to your to your perspective. I, I'm not disagreeing with your perspective. I'm disagreeing that like, as an end user myself, right. I appreciate the opportunity to work in my home in a way that that has like like you know some of the supervision that would have happened in an office is happening be through Hubstaff, and I think that that that's I, I mean I, I mean maybe maybe the thing that we're saying is that like remote working should enable us to like peace out on the office and any supervision at all. I, 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 sometimes it feels like a little bit like that's what you're saying. No, that's absolutely not what I'm saying. And I think it actually speaks to the the trust aspects that you're you're really exploiting is the fact that you think just because people aren't like being in the office and having a manager sat at a desk alongside you in an office in the corner is absolutely not the same as having photographs taken of your your um your desktop every, three times every 10 minutes or whatever it is it absolutely isn't the same as the level of data that you're collecting it just isn't and it's relationship based as well i know my manager and he knows me and we have a relationship and we have a trust there so what you're talking about replacing it is is quite frankly not the same and it is based on this idea that if we work from home we're all just going to run away and you know spend our days at the mall or whatever it might be and the fact is most people most people are pretty trustworthy they want to keep their job which is why they work hard at their job and I think this idea that we we, we can't have remote working without uh, you know, really, really quite pervasive technology making sure we're remote working and not remote piecing out is is preposterous. And it, and it says something about um, the, your view on, on on staff and employees and people in the workplace and people at this time, this, this you know, terrible time where we're all kind of locked down and trying our best to keep our jobs, I think. Well, I, I, I am doing the the um, the both end of of, you know, I cook breakfast for my children every day. I, I gather them back into the home after school, right? I, I, I work 90 minutes before breakfast, right? Th those are all things that 
I I I am doing where, where I get to, I get to you know it, it is the both end of of you know gallivanting around the world working anywhere I please because because I'm using Hubstaff I I I I I don't I don't I don't accept the the either or premise is what I'm trying to say. I think the po- one point here I think um, from what I'm hearing Tyler you know you're in a position of privilege you've got that trust with your employer to that they are comfortable with you working how you work as long as you're tracking I think from my perspective we see a lot of of, of, of we'll speak to a lot of people who don't have that level of trust who are genuinely concerned about the relationship with their manager or how they can engage their teams with a particular challenge or issue especially when things are so disruptive at the moment um, and there isn't that level of transparency or that level of openness within organizations well, so it seems like that seems to me that that's the problem then right more more more, more so than the technology itself the, the, the problem is is that we we have bad managers, right? I, I, I think I think we need to, we need to be considerate of of the fact that like you know if if you've got a bad manager, the, whatever data they have on you is going to be misused. Oh, managers get a bit of a hard beating there, though, don't they? Squeeze from the top, pushed from the bottom. Fiona, have we got a nation of bad managers? No, I don't think we do. And I think good managers. Uh keep relationships with their employees in times of remote work and there are still regular check-ins we're on a video chat now this is why this this software exists is so we can have face-to-face meetings and maintain the relationship aspect so this idea that it goes from uh you know being a convivial office setting where you're you're kind of managed and watched maybe which i you know i don't believe many people are to kind of free for all at home is actually you know, it's it's a it's a false dichotomy, is what it is, and and people are maintaining relationships and continuing to work, and I think a lot of people are quite surprised at how productive they've been um, over this time. And I, I can understand to a degree what Tyler is saying about oh, this allows me to kind of provide a proof point to the work that I'm doing, and I can work on my own terms. I just believe that you can do that anyway without having the surveillance technology. I believe that people work remotely, work funny hours, worked abroad. Um, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind anyway. having you as a manager, Fiona. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like that's that, that's what I'm getting at. You know, I, I think I think there are you know managers that that they're, they're they are unmoored with, without any sort of 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 office insights. So Hubstaff is the corrector or the correcting mechanism for bad management. Is that is that the the, the tagline? Or you can find out that, yeah, they really are working. You, you, you didn't know, <laughs> but now you do. <laughs> well, listen, guys, we are almost coming up to the half hour. And um, I think from my perspective, what I'm hearing and what we're seeing, you know, the technology in use in enterprises is growing and it's it's uh, it's becoming more and more prevalent. And I think from the data that we're seeing, so is the use of surveillance technologies. Yeah, what we need to focus on now is being able to have this conversation in a in a transparent and open environment within our organizations. It strikes me that a governance structure of sorts probably needs to be considered if this technology is coming into play. Um, Tyler and Fiona, do you have any final th- thoughts or recommendations? You know, this let's take it as that this technology is here and it's being used. The data at least suggests it. 
Fiona, Fiona, I'd I'd like to give you the final word and just re reply to what Lisa said. Exactly what you I want to just underscore the things that you said. If if there is going to be employee monitoring, you know, used in your organization, it's super important that you are able to communicate that in a way that that continues to communicate the trust that Lisa underscored. Right. You, you have to be able to do this in a way that says, OK, this is one of several data points that we're using to evaluate you. Or maybe it's it's only a, a, a one of, of 15. Right. That, that this is a, a, you know, part part of things, but this is not the thing. And I think that, you know, sometimes when, when, when we react from, from a, from a place of fear about a tool like, like, like Hubstaff, it, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna become the one and only, right? The, the, the ring to rule them all, apparently, when, when, when we think of it in that either or kind of, you know, you know, uh, perspective, I, I, I don't think that that's the way that, that Hubstaff as an organization itself thinks about its tool and, and, and the data that's there. So I, I want to encourage anyone that's that's implementing a tool to be very considered about which tool they choose and how they implement it within their organization. Thanks, Tyler. Fiona, final word from you. Yeah, I just want to say, and this is actually important, I said it just before we, we started recording, which is um, one of the most pernicious things about this technology is that a lot of people don't know about it and they feel scared when they hear about it. So I, I say this only to say my huge respect goes to Tyler and to Hubstaff for actually being out there talking about this, precipitating a conversation and transparency around what is actually going on. And I, I genuinely mean that if we don't have these conversations, then, and I apologize for the noise, we don't have these conversations and we don't progress, we don't progress and we don't learn about what's happening in our environment and the technologies that we're using. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think we're always going to agree to disagree, but I am hugely grateful and for you as well, at least and simply for uh, facilitating this, because it's one of the only conversations around this I've been having and it's been really interesting for me and I've certainly learned a lot. Thank you so much, so much both. It's definitely been one of the most hotly discussed um, areas in our community and from the Simply Summit and it's no doubt something that we're not going to stop focusing on. So um, we will keep you all posted with any news and developments that come out on this topic but Fiona, Tyler, thank you ever so much again for taking the time to speak with us today. Uh, really appreciate it and it's great to see you both. You're welcome. Thank you Lisa. Thank you. Thank you.